You're listening to The Outer Timers, and now here are your hosts, Chief and Ben. There's a room where the light won't find you. Holding hands while the walls come tumbling down. When they do, I'll be right behind you. So glad we've almost made it. So sad they had to fade it. Everybody wants to rule the world. Out timers, episode 18, Chief. I thought I'd come in with a little bit of tears fierce. What the heck is going on? <laughs> Mate, we're a nostalgia-based podcast, and we just opened up with some 80s. Does that mean I've got to sing something next week? Hey, it could do. Jeez. Right. I like it. I like That's it. a segment right there. Yeah. Now, we're, we're every two weeks now, Chief, so we That's need great. a good old-fashioned catch-up. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. Biggest thing to happen in my life was... A little game called Animal Crossing New Horizons came out on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, It actually came out a while ago, and I was kind of almost scared to get it. I was like, I know that I'm going to like this. It's been in the media a lot. A lot of people playing it in lockdown. It's very tranquil. It's very relaxing. Uh, we, We got it. You kind of have to look after this island so you all share the island in your family. So I'm playing, Phoenix is playing, Emma's playing. You each have a house and you all kind of contribute to this lovely, peaceful island. Yeah, when I first got it, I was putting in some big hours. Right. Now I've kind of settled into maintenance mode, which is maybe an hour a day. But okay. it's, a fan- it's a lovely game. Do you have did, did, any experience... Did this come out? I think this came out on GameCube many, many years ago. I would say the first, maybe the DS. I remember a lot of kids playing it on the DS right. many years ago. Maybe even okay, fifteen years ago. I think ago, I had I? this and a game called Harvest Moon as well. I think they're similar-ish, and I think too grindy. Yeah, I think that these are the type of games for me where they're they're fun for X amount of time. And mm-hmm. then you just drop off and you never play it again. Well, yeah, you catch yourself grinding or just, I'm just fishing. It's, a new, it's, it's all in like real time. So it's a new month. So there's loads of new fish to be caught. And it's, it, but the thing is, if it wasn't so damn relaxing, it might not be that great. But it's just so lovely to play and to just mooch around your island and right. look after it. So been playing a lot of that. Still reading Shadows of the Empire. That took oh, yeah. a bit of a... That took a bit of a hit due to Animal Crossing. Of course. Um, I struggle to, at night time, like in bed, I just, as soon as I read, I'm asleep. We're talking okay. not even a paragraph. <laughs> what, and you just thought the book just falls out your hand? Yeah, it just goes. I, I mean, I guess that's quite nice, but um, that's actually one thing I wanted to talk to you about because I feel like I want to try and extend your bedtime. Okay. I feel like you're on an early bedtime. You're on like a, what are you, 10 o'clock? 10, 10.30. Unnecessary. I mean, you okay. look like a man that can function on, what do you need? I, I don't, don't know. know. The, the kid gets up at circa 6am every day. Okay. So, so what, you want eight? I want eight, yeah. You want You think eight. I should try and push myself to seven? 
Well, no, because I'm not saying that you complain. I'm just saying that you're a man with a lot of hobbies. Well, that is one thing that's grinding me down. I've got too many. Okay, too many. But what I'm saying is, you know, maybe going to bed at midnight or or one or something, you know, you could fit more stuff in. (laughs) No? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) What, What have you been up to, buddy? I've been... Going down the Skelextrix rabbit hole, as as you know, offline we've been chatting. Uh-huh. I think we mentioned it last time out, and we might have to deep dive on that at some yeah. point during this this recording. You've, I've been getting a lot of photos, and it's like they're coming in fast, and I'm like, it's it's like being inside your head, and it's unraveling. And yeah. there's been there's been meltdowns. There's been yeah. just track turning up by the box. I yeah. mean. I made a little scale electrics video and that seemed to resonate. Yep. So what's happening is down. I am blaming you. Out of the pit stop it'll blow your mind. There's more to scale extric when it's racing time. It's cars with great lights, she gains the flash. This whole back bridge is wild, change over track. Scale electric, scale electric, scale extric's the winner. There's more cars, buildings, hazards to crack. Okay, so th- now you've been sort of offline, you've been saying, look, nostalgia, is this a good thing? Because I am balls deep into scare electrics and I'm yeah. not that sure I actually want to be. So what What's happened the catalyst? Is- what, what was your first thinking? I want to play scare electrics again or I want to have a track that's permanently set up? I thought I'm in the What's loft. Angle? I'm in the loft. I've been in here kind of every work day, you know, doing the Yeah, oh the sorry, grind. that's another thing. Do when you you work up there, do you? Yes, yeah. Ah, okay. So you do spend a lot of time up there. Yeah, so I spend most of Monday to Friday in, you know, 8 hours in the loft with yeah. no no windows, same lighting, everything just blends into one and I'm going a bit stir crazy and I saw the space, saw your video and I thought, you know, maybe a little Skelectric track could could go well here. And did some research, like I said, I think on the last episode, Carrera or Skelectrix. And I went for Skelex, Skelextric, I should say, as many people yeah. pronounce it wrong. And then I started looking on, on uh, websites for prices. And holy moly, these bad boys are quite expensive. Yes. So I thought what I'll do is I'll buy some bulk track on eBay, a couple of cars, set up a little, you know, extended figure eight. Nothing too basic. Away we go. Okay, and... well, let's hit pause. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds perfect. There's nothing wrong because you're like nostalgia. Is it... At the moment, I feel like that's a very sensible thing. Sounds like fun. But... Yeah, that didn't happen. No. Okay, what did happen? Because, as with most hobbies, the chief does not like to do anything by halves. So... No, that doesn't sound like it was d- done by halves, but okay. No, so the first bulk track I bought was £57. And it was 44 pieces of track, okay? Which sounds a lot. Yeah, with, wait, wait, controllers and power... Power-based controllers, yeah. Okay, yeah. so everything to have some fun. Yeah, and then I bought a car. I bought a Metro, Metro uh, MG 6R4. This is a car not made by Skelextrix. It's a car uh, by a company called MSC. Now, Chief? Yeah? Uh, w- wait, sorry, MG Metro? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, that was my first car. Was it? That was my first car. I used to call it Red 5. Yeah. What a great car. Good car. Uh, I think they later got bought out by Rover. <laughs> correct, correct. And I, I bought this. This is a new car. 
but it is a 1985 rally model. Yes, my, uh, that so mine was not a rally model. No, <laughs> mine was no. road based. Yes, but it was probably similar uh, year, similar specish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, four speed, beautiful. So then I was looking at another lot of tracks. I thought I'd buy another lot of bulk track. That was seventy five quid for fifty pieces. Okay, so already it's that's a big. That's another. It's a lot of track. So what are you yeah. planning here? You're planning something massive. Well, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I tidied the loft and I realised... a bit like that though, isn't it? You just yeah, keep going. I was spending two hours a night on eBay just looking for deals or cars. And I, I you know, got this car, the Metro arrived, and I thought what I really want to do is get this Arc Air set from Skeletrix. This Arc is the app racing control or app race controlled and there's three levels arc one arc air and arc pro and i thought i'll go for the middle one because the middle one you you it's bluetooth wireless controllers you hook it up to your tablet and then you can have weather and you know when the weather changes um it 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 controls the power to the track so then your car goes at half speed until you go into the pits and then you wait for five you wait for five seconds which is is simulates a tire change then you're back to normal speed God. You can get oil spills on the track as well, which, um, you know, it kind of fluctuates the power to the track. To, okay, so, so that's a whole nother dynamic that I, I, yeah, wow. Yeah, it obviously records lap times and things like that. Then you can scale up the, the comparative times and speeds to give you, like, you know, a, a realistic speed of what you would have been going in a real car. Wow. Um, all, ki- all kinds of things, you know, you've got yellow flags, red flags. Yeah, um, yeah. You can set a pace car to, to auto drive. Um, to race against or things like that. But at this point, had you actually set anything up and had a bit of fun? Because I noticed that the first track you did, I was getting videos from you and there was problems. The first track track was just an oval with the Metro tester. tester, And I did have some problems and there were some bits of faulty track. Yeah, it, it, then and more more importantly was the car itself. What happened is I had to unscrew the the car, the the, the bodywork, and the pinion gear, which is the one attached to the motor, was not meshing with the crown gear, and that's, that's the one. Bad on the, build quality. That's the one on the rear axle, and apparently this is an actual thing on some MSC cars. So then, it, what oh. I worked out, you have to buy a 0.9 mil hex screwdriver, and yeah. so I bought one of them four quid. Add that to the to the bill that <laughs> arrived next day fortunately then i could actually loosen you know or tighten tight, uh, loosen off this crown gear move it and then tighten it so all well and good okay yeah yeah all well and good but not acceptable for a, a new car no and then i had to buy a new which i haven't actually got yet new guides because that msc car comes with a red guide blade now the uh, arc air power base that senses when the, the, the when the guide blade passes through that piece of track it's looking it's a sensor it's an infrared sensor and it's looking to pick up black so with a red guide blade it potentially won't pick it up uh, and that's in that infrared this spectrum is, this is actually this is for the listeners out there what you're getting right now is mental and this is just chief's mind you are in so deep yeah so then i went on so i haven't actually bought them yet but i've got my eye on a couple of guide blades um so they're going to come and then i thought well i need to buy this arc air set so i bought the arc oh, air set that God. was 88 quid pre-owned that came with has two... fun been had yet 
I started having fun today, I think. Okay, okay. I started having fun, fun today. Fun is being had. Then I bought some, I bought a flyover, like um, a raised elevated bridge. Then I bought yeah, a crossroads yeah. section. Then I bought a pack of, I tell you what, this is a good deal, seven straights for £15.15p. 15 15 well, I'm going to need a link to that because that is a no, good deal. that was pre-owned on eBay, but very good condition. Yeah, but seriously, because track is expensive. Yeah, really then, I bought, then I bought a load of borders and barriers. Yep. And unfortunately, um, I didn't read the description correctly because I bought a lot of them to fit classic scale extra track, which is ever so slightly bigger around the outside. Um, you potentially have some issues fitting this to the new track. It kind of does fit, but not 100% flush. So that was an error on Chief's part. Then I bought a Peco, uh, I think it's called a Peco PL1 rail cleaner, which is like a little pumice stone to rub on the rails to get all the tarnish and rust out. Yeah, I mean, this is all great stuff. I'm just going to just fade up a drum. I want a drum roll here. So, Chief, what is the grand total so far that you expect? Okay, so it's fortunate the missus doesn't listen to this. £502. Holy testicles. Two-week spend. Also got a BMW M1, which arrived today. That's a Carrera car. That's not a Skeletra, that's a Carrera one. And that has actually four braids on the guide blade. Very nice. So, do you feel like you've quenched, you know, the thirst? There will be no more buying of track or accessories. I will just keep my eye out for a car every now and again. Well, that's cool. So, it's a permanent track, for sure, then. Yes. Permanent fixture in the loft. At the moment, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think made you want to go down this insane nostalgia trip because you did keep well, texting me you were like now I'm not convinced Ben I think nostalgia could be bad and I was like yeah. well I think self-control yeah that's the <laughs> lack thing. of self-control might be bad that's the thing exactly that lack of self-control I think I'd seen your cool video I was thinking about it I was looking on eBay I whipped out some old catalogs and that I think it was the catalogs that ultimately sent me down the, the purchasing route I can't, eBay is a bit like that. It can be quite dangerous. Just on a on a much smaller scale, we got this uh, coffee table and it's got a glass lid on the top and, and the inside yeah. is hollow and it's filled with like um, Barbies and stuff and it's right. from Emma's work. We've kind of inherited it. So I sanded it down and I painted it white and then I was like, oh, this would be quite cool if I put some of our boxed Power of the Force toys in. Yep. You know, it might look quite nice. And then I was like, oh, I quite like the look of this. And I was like, I, I really want a Turtles boxed action figure. And I want a Stranger Things. Huh. Uh, and then I want a He-Man. And, I, and, and yeah, I have spent some nights on eBay just... And I'm like, jeez. But you haven't um, you haven't actually done the purchasing yet. You've no, managed but to I've restrain. Figured on, no, no, I, I, you know, in my head, I've got a list of like at least eight kind of boxed action figures that I want. Yeah, and I think and the it's... other thing, like you said, the danger of eBay, this happened to me a couple of times, well, three or four times. I was the high bidder on stuff, and then I got sniped on like one second, and that kind of sets yeah. you off. That's like red rag. So I'm, the next time yeah. I'm like, right, well, I'm going to bid on all this stuff, and I'm definitely not going to lose this. And then you suddenly yeah. just end up buying stuff that, you know, maybe you didn't need or whatever. But yeah. Well, I, I, I'd love to, I want to um, get some feedback from the listeners because I know that Scare Electrics is, 
very much a UK thing, nostalgia-wise. Obviously, I know that slot car racing is kind of big, but I'm just not convinced that um, Scare Electrics is as big as maybe we once thought it was. Yeah. I think for a time, sort of, we got our first track, I think it was Christmas 89 or Christmas 1990, and Gav got the Le Mans, the big, there was the biggest track they did, Le Mans 24 Hour, yep. and it was the second kind of version of it. It was. Is that the, the one Porsche. with the, the gold and the silver Porsche? Uh, Port and a Merc. I think the, it was a Mercedes and a Porsche, and the previous edition was two 911s. Right, okay. Um, and it, and the previous edition had that really cool start where you actually start off the track and yeah. drive on. Absolutely pointless because after you've started, it's never used again. Yeah, it's just quite fun though, you yeah. know. Um, so it did feel like around that time, lots of my friends at school, everyone was getting scare electrics, yeah. and yeah, we went, we, we got into it hard, and we I were think, like, I think we both probably had a figure eight set as well, either the Mighty Metro one. I definitely had the Mighty Metro set. Oh, we bought that many times just for power pack and controllers <laughs> because it was the cheapest uh, way of doing it. Yeah. Um, but we. We actually collected a, a hell of a lot of cars, and so did you. Yeah. And yeah. it was all about, you know, smashing them up, modding them, doing different stuff. Um, that was a, a massive part of it for me. But when I look back at it now, I'm like, yeah, maybe is it just me that's nostalgic for, for I, Scare Electrics? Or well, does it actually resonate with other people? I don't I think, know. I think as kids, it was definitely, there was a there was a modus operandi in play. It was, you would get something for Christmas Scare Electrics related, or even if you didn't get anything Scare Electrics related, you would get your track out at Christmas time, Yeah, set it up in the living room, use it for like two to three weeks, and then it'd be packed away until well, next the, Christmas. The you know, my mum tripping over it, standing on it, treading on the cars, yeah. because it was, you know, it's a small house, it's all throughout the living space. Correct, correct. <laughs> you know, it's like, as soon as you walk through the front door, bang, a massive scale electric track. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's so cool, because we used to speak back then, me and Gav would be like, you know, wouldn't it be amazing if you could have it in the loft? And it was always up. <laughs> yeah. So when me and Phoenix are up there, I'm like, you don't understand, Phoenix. This is normal for you, but this is everything me and Gav ever wanted when we were kids. Yeah. Was because you'd ha- you'd hear rumours of the person, you know, the adult that had a scale electric track that was almost like nailed down in the loft. Yeah. Because yeah, it it would come out for two weeks and then it would have to go away. It wasn't really something you could just keep up. Um. Now you you mentioned you had the BMW M1, the black one. Yeah, and the BMW M3. Um, it, hey man, we we even got into a whole other side of it, which was like painting all of the pit crew and yeah. the stands. Like Gav would go to, I think the the shop was called Streets. That's it. Yeah, I've got he, I've got um I've got a catalogue, and on the back they same. Do, they do the stamp. Yeah, and it's got same. streets on it. Yeah, I've I've also got their price list as well. Oh, wicked! And they were they were undercutting. Um, <laughs> but he would buy like uh, bags of foliage. Yeah, and for trackside um, bush, and we, we put it all. You know, we really went to town with it. Um, yeah, you. Were, I feel like what was funny about you was you would classic chief. You'd always go a little bit off piste, so you'd have so much 
like wacky stuff. Yeah. You'd be really into, like quite into sort of gimmicks. So you had a couple of these like drag racing cars that oh, were just a pain in the ass because they, they were the, just uh, spin around. The, the stick shifter and the fender bender. They were the stock racers yes. that had the 360 degree spinning. So if you go around a real tight hairpin or chicane, you could, and you throttle it hard, you could spin it and go back the other direction. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like... And little yellow, there were little yellow jump things that you could slot into the track. Chief, I was just about to say, you love jumps. Yeah. You'd always put those wedges in. Let's do a jump. Yeah. And I've just had a flashback. Chief, you had the Knight Rider car. Did I? I can't remember. I'm sure you did. I think I probably did, actually, yeah. I think I did. that track had a built-in jump, didn't it, or...? That track had yeah, had a gap in the middle of the overpass that you had yeah, to jump over. Yeah, but you loved any kind of any piece of track that was different. So yes, be it a chicane or a crossover or yeah. you had these ones. It... You had these ones that kind of dipped <gasps> in. They didn't cross over, but they dipped in and dipped out, and it had little black bumpy Dude. bits. Dude, the bloody bumpy yeah. the bumpy track was so annoying. <laughs> oh my god. So that was actually that came with Le Mans twenty four hour and another really cool piece of track was a little bridge. Yeah, like oh, the humpback fixed, bridge. Fixed bridge. Very clever piece of track because it wasn't warped or anything. Yeah. Um You god, had the you had man. the Dunlop bridge as well, didn't you? The like the footbridge. Yeah, still got it. Have you? Nice. Still got it set up and we also had a an electronic uh like start bridge. Don't know if you remember that. Electronic. You'd hit the button at the top oh, yeah. and you'd get all the lights going from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one I really wanted, I never had. or I don't think I had it anyway. Goodwood Chicane. Uh, not the Goodwood Chicane. There was one called Pole Position. It was a start piece. Pole Position. It was a start piece where you put your cars on and there's a switch and it locks them, stops them from going. The rear wheels fit into little roller sections. Yes! You drip oil in. Drip oil! And then you ah! rip the thing... The the tires spin on it, heats it, and this oil smoke comes out. And then you flick the red button, and they zoom yes! away. Yes, but but we had that, or you had that, because yeah. I can smell it. Yeah, I can smell I it smell now, it in chief. Yeah, all I smell. Yeah, I can just that's now that is nostalgia. See, that's nostalgia is a great thing because I'm getting the feels. Yeah, and you got the feels for not having to spend five hundred quid. Now, do, <laughs> do you remember? Um, I think the back in the day, the old track extensions that would give the corners a little bit more track. You'd put these little bloody cones in. Yeah. You'd push them in. Yeah. They had little and, pinhole, little yellow cones, wasn't it? But they would do mega damage to the cars because you'd swing out and you just stack it into those and yeah. flip out. Yeah. Also, oh. those little clip-on barriers, like the red and white ones. I really like those and I miss them and I've looked and researched because I want to get them, but they're really expensive. Are they? Because I need some. On my track, you've seen it. I've got a couple of flyover sections or or corners that go over the track and I actually where you can't put the, the new standard borders and barriers on and I need some of them, but you're saying they're expensive. No, they are. With all of the really cool stickers and oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. labelling, me and Gab used to sit there at the dinner table and it was like white, red uh, and yellow, I think. Yes. And you used to you get flags, get. didn't you, that could go in the yeah. end? Yeah. We'd, put, we'd put all the flags in. It's another one of those things, Chief, that oh, it just seems missing from damn kids today is it wasn't just scare electrics. There were so many layers to it and so much of it was actually like um, required patience and skill and like painting all the models, putting those flags in, like really taking time on the track before you even started racing. 
Yeah, and also, like you, you know? say, 100%, because I, I remember so much time spent with the bodies off the cars, dick, yeah. dicking around with axles. The workshop. And putting, yeah, workshop, putting different tyres on. Oh, my know. God. Do you remember, you were you loved to go big tyres yeah. in the back, yeah. like cutting out with a Stanley knife the wheel arches, because <laughs> they're so goddamn big. Yeah, I, I remember. It was a mini or a beetle no, it was a, it was a Metro. It was a Metro, <laughs> and I turned it into like a pickup truck. So I, I chopped the back of I chopped the back of the car off and <gasps> cut open the wheel arches. Yeah, yeah. So and I used some matchsticks to form like a frame at the back of the pickup truck. I remember kind of awful car to race, awful car to race. But the yeah, hours spent building it was brilliant. Yeah, we were big on endurance as well. We yeah. do hours of racing. Now, where did we have a rule? Was, did we have a rule you where you come off? You stop right. You have, yeah, I think so, and that makes complete sense. Otherwise, it doesn't really work. Yeah. And usually, because I was the chump and the young one, yeah. the beanster, I'd be the chump had to go and put the cars on. Right. <laughs> what, well, me and Gav would race? Get go. Not right. a chief and Gavra in the house. I've got nothing. <laughs> I have to play by myself. Nothing, lose nothing, yeah. <laughs> I have to play by myself when I, you guys got bored. I'll tell you the car I always wanted. It was the Audi Quattro, four-wheel drive. Yes. I think it was it one was... of the first four-wheel drive ones. No, 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 chief. I'll tell you, it was cogged. It was a cogged four-wheel drive. Right. As in, we had the RS... Oh, it had a long axle going all the way from the back to the front. Yeah, man. It was, right. pr- was full-on. Now, Red Dog had it, and it was big bucks. Um, or drivetrain, sorry, not axle. Me and Gav had the uh, the Ford. It's a weird car. Is it the RS100? Oh, the RS200. 200. And that was a rubber band four-wheel drive. Oh, okay. which that's, was... what, that's what my Metro is, rubber band four-wheel drive. Yeah, which is fine, but... But why, wait, hang on. The Metro, why is that four-wheel drive? I don't know. It, Should, just, it shouldn't be. No, it shouldn't be. But um, yeah. anyway. It doesn't make any difference to me, to be honest. I can't No, and the back in the day, it was um, right when we were getting into Scale Electrics. I tell you what, Chief, if you're not into Scale Electrics, this is the wrong pod for you. <laughs> 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 but um, I think we were just getting into it when they had this new thing out called Magnatraction. Yeah, I had a Lambo. <laughs> Yeah, probably one of the first. So it was kind of, you know, it would suck that, the chassis down to the track. Yes. And it would allow for, you know, not much sort of sliding no. because the magnet was fully exposed back then. It was just... Yeah. And you know, I, I think we took them out, didn't we? Oh, we would scratch them out. Yeah. And yeah. the Lambo, ironically, was undrivable without, <laughs> without the magnet. Too fast. It's mental. Yeah, that's right. But nowadays, as you'll attest to, because you've got uh, Magna Traction cars, they've, yeah. they've, they've hugged the magnet a little bit up into the chassis a bit more. Yeah, and, with plastic over the top. And plastic over the top. And you can remove it if you want to. But what I find is the two cars I've got that have got Magna Traction, they still slide and they still come oh, they off. they slide all over the place. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but no there's, need. There's, there's a lot of pro racing leagues that have non-magnet racing still. Which wow, you really? Need, you need the control of the king. But also, what I've noticed now, you can get different cog settings for the cars. So, as Ooh. standard, it's a nine tooth uh, on the pinion gear, and then it's a twenty-seven, I think, on the rear axle gear. But, okay, which as a standard. But you can actually buy 23s on the rear or 30s or 8s on the pinion just to give you either better acceleration but lower top right. speed or higher top speed but poor acceleration. Uh, no no joke, guys. We were doing 
endurance races where we would actually have to stop and change tires out of necessity. <laughs> it was like a hundred lap race, wasn't it, or something? Yeah, crazy. And we had the old school lap counter, the red base with the white and black kind of tick counters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, putting some fresh Goodyears on was fantastic. We yeah. used to have like stacks of because a lot of a lot of the old school uh, cars had like ribbed tires. Correct. Remember? Yes, yes. And they also had the engine was exposed, but you could actually see it spinning. Yep. Like the, all of the wiring all the, and all stuff. All the wire wrapped around it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, I never really got into. Uh, although I think we had one Formula One. The Formula One yep. aspect of it. Never interested me. They looked very delicate, very quick, obviously, but it didn't appeal to me. Did it appeal to you? No, and I'm an F. I've been an F1 fan for like 30 years, and even Strange. that, even that, never, never wanted to race those they were cars expensive. on a track. They're expensive, and I think, like you say, a fear of damaging them, maybe, or more likely, we had, you know, 99% we had rally Benetton cars. One. 99% rally cars, and in my head, it didn't make sense for an F1 car to race a rally car. That's true, yeah, so you needed two. So we had a, f- a few uh, Formula 3 or 2. Yeah, like, like the little single-seater ones. ones, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we did eventually get the Benetton one, which is that uh, like green, yeah. blue... Yeah, nice colour scheme, nice nice uh, deco on that. Yeah, but I remember the, the, the Senna one, the Marlborough, that was really iconic. Nice-looking car, um, but yeah. Yeah, very cool-looking. If you like cigarette packs, <laughs> where did it where did it all kind of die out for us then? I mean, well, that, the, when I look at when I look at the catalogs, I still have. It kind of stretches from a period, and I think I probably was into it before you, just by the virtue of being a bit I older. I think you were because you already had a like a box just full of stuff. Yeah, so I think my first catalog I've got is, and I've still got it, coverless, nineteen eighty one, and my latest catalog I go, I go up to is I think nineteen eighty seven. But I'm sure okay. I'm sure we were still racing after that, and maybe I just wasn't getting catalogues. No, you were because I've got some catalogues here that are like 1991, and it is chock full of all the feels in and our era, cars right, that okay. we were right. that we were uh, racing. Yeah, but that but, was probably yeah, the tail funny, end of it. It's funny to think that me and Gav packed up that Le Mans track, and yeah, we probably didn't know that would be the last time it ever came out again. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Interestingly, I've got one of the cars or two of the cars uh, that came with this Arc Air set uh, has got lights, rear and front lights. So later on, I'm going to try turning the lights off and running that round. Oh, it's um, it's so awesome. Right now, wait. Do the and you also have brake lights, don't you? So um, extra lights that go on when you not sure decelerate. Not sure because these new Arc Air controllers actually have a brake button on them. Yeah, you might get even more lightage. Yeah. Now, but do, when when did lights come out back in the day? I, I know, around I when we got into it. So the right. first track, the first, uh, I remember my friend Adster got it for Christmas and it was the Escort Racing Night. Oh, oh. Night Stages. Night Stages, gee. Yeah. Well done, yeah. buddy. Because I had the XR3. Figure eight. I had the XR3i silver one, which had lights. Of course you did. Yeah. yeah. So again, yeah, we started getting into it when they started really... Well, from as a company, I think they started sort of upping their game and trying to get it a bit more yeah. mainstream, probably. Um, yeah, but but so yeah, so I left it and then obviously had kids and stuff, and I was like, when, when, when do I unleash it? <laughs> talking to Gav, talking to Emma, and then Gav bought Phoenix a micro scale electric. Okay, yeah. What is that for, like? Any good? Uh, 
not really. I mean, once you've right. been, you know, once you've had the real thing, it's okay. tame. But it's it's fine. So yeah, I d- I don't know. I don't know what the catalyst was. I think it was when we moved down here and I had the loft. I was like, we have got to do it. It's it's now or never. Right. Um, and it's been it's been nice. I really enjoy it. It hasn't been like one of those things like what you were saying where nostalgia can be bad. Where it's like, oh, I've ruined a memory there. Right. Or you know. Um, it's been just as fun to go back to it and yeah now you're into it it's actually kind of made me like oh yeah I want to look at some cars and stuff and the cars they're doing now in terms of like the detail level they're pretty cool aren't they very good and you know I'm, I was surprised at the price like I bought that M1 for £29.40 which I think is pretty good I think that's pretty good because I think if that was scale electrics that's a 45 quidder yeah, but that was in a that's in a sale. Um, but you know, th- even then, there's a couple of cars I've been looking at. I really want the Smokey and the Bandit, Pont- <gasps> um, you know, the Trans Am. The Trans Am. I was going to say Pontiac. It's not, is it? It's a Trans Am. Uh, no, it might be actually. It might be a Pontiac Firebird. Actually, you might be right. I think you're right. I think it's a Pontiac Firebird. No, I think I'm. Mm, Don't know. Has got a massive bird on the bonnet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so who's dude? Who's has who has the Trans Am then? That's a company called I think it's either. No, but who in pop culture? I don't. What? Who has the Trans Am in pop culture? I don't yeah, know. I don't know anyone who has a Trans Am. Oh, I thought it was Smokey. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Google that in a minute. Feel free to do it now, Chief. Okay, I will. I will. Might as well fire that up. What did um? What did Bullet have? Steve McQueen. Don't know. I don't know. I'm so sure Smoking the Bandit is a Trans Am. Smoking the Bandit car is a Pontiac Firebird. Shit. Oh it's no, it tra- says Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Oh yeah, so which Oh, so what, it's the same the thing. Company? I thought I thought they were two different things. Oh man, we've been schooled there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and, and uh that's available, is it? That is, I a, guess, that's is available. Every, yeah, is everything available? Pretty much. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of reissues of that I've been seeing as I've been trawling through. I found like four or five really good websites to buy cars from, and I'd like a Testarossa, white. Okay, okay, Miami Vice. I'd like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tell you, yeah, you're right. Once you start going down the rabbit hole, you could definitely get a lot of cars. <laughs> yeah, well, what I've done is I've kind of compiled a list <laughs> of about twelve. But I'm going to limit myself to maybe another three from that list of 12. Oh, I wonder if they do the Tesla Model X. I want that. Okay, yeah, there you go. Drive it in real oh, life. Jeez. So, yes. Well, look, I, I think we've we deep dived. That was a catch-up. That was, that was the catch-up, yeah. <laughs> that was some catch-up, my friend. Well, look, Chief, maybe tighten up the purse strings from now on then. No more track. Um, and just keep your eye out for cars, I guess. That's it. I've got a couple of... I've got two I've got my eye on that, that you know, will definitely scratch an itch and satisfy me. And then, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So when do you think you're actually going <laughs> to, like, play it? Do a proper race. Well... Well, just, you know, or is it just occasional, just if you're up there, have a blast? Yeah, I think, you know... It would be it, good to start getting some lap times, Chief. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to set this thing up. Maybe on a lunch break tomorrow, uh, I'll have a half an hour burn-ups, log okay, some so what lap lane times on the... Use? What lane yeah. Well, I'd have to do both, wouldn't I, to get a fair comparison. You really would, but you're going to favour one. Interesting. Well, I've got okay. and I've got two crossover corners. Oh, okay. So it balances out. It balances out a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll see. Well, holy smoke! I've forgotten the the format of this podcast. 
I guess we... No, I'm so parched after all that talking, Chief. Right, let's do it. Cola Chaos. This is the last Cola Chaos we're going to be doing. I think if I'm right, we're moving on to sours. Well, sounds good to me because I love a sour. Yeah, next episode we're going to... New jingle, new segment. We're going to be munching on sours sour sweets but for now we've got to close out cola chaos and what have you chosen to close it out and we'll do a rundown of all the scores as well at the end i've got a whole earth organic sparkling cola so that sounds rustic i had only been aware of whole earth because i buy their brand of peanut butter yes i it's got the trees you know i mean it's got the the yeah i know it yeah yeah so i didn't i didn't know they made anything else apart from peanut butter but i do now Okay, there's a cola on the pop filter. Right, let's have a go. Organic, lightly carbonated cola-flavoured drink. Really like that. It's got that kind of old-timey cola flavour, you know? Yes, and that's what you're searching for in this chaos. Yeah, oh, yeah like old time. That, that's going to rank high. That, that it could be a season closer. It. it could be a season closer topper. So... As in, you would actually buy that again? Well, no, because it's £1.49 a can. Oh! Because I got it from, like, the uh, the international food shop, because I've never seen it anywhere else. But I'm sure you can get it cheaper, but, yeah, I'm not buying any more of that £1.49 a can. No. I'm giving it a nine. Whoa! Nine fizz bangs. Okay. Guy, if you're still listening, I know it's your favourite part of the show. There you go, that's for you. Yeah, well, let's hope you also like sours. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, we're about to lose a, a listener, and we can't afford to lose listeners. Um, right, I am going to close this out with Pepsi. Next generation, next generation, generation. Every time I drink Pepsi, I have to bloody think of Chief because he loved Pepsi. <laughs> and that always made me hate it. So I feel like there's a little bit of bias here. Hang on. It just, it's never going to be as nice as coke I mean I can't stop drinking it I'm thirsty (laughs) (sighs) little story behind this Um, we went for a walk today at Hengsbury Head and then on the drive back I was like oh I probably won't be going out again I was like Ems I need to get a Pepsi so we flew in I got Emma out of the car I was like just grab me a a Pepsi and I was like can you get it to be in a can please because you know you shouldn't be buying bottles and she came back. I was like, oh, did you get it? She was like, yeah, I got you a can. I was like, a Pepsi, yeah? Just plain Pepsi. She was like, no, Pepsi Max. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, Pepsi Max, Pepsi. I was like, yeah, but that's Pepsi. That's not Pepsi. That's a Pepsi Max. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, right, okay. Drove home, kicked all the kids out. I was like, right, I've got to drive to M&S now and <laughs> in Westbourne to get a Pepsi. Went in there, no cans, no nothing. I had to get a bottle. But yeah, right. Well, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this. I'll give us. I'll give it a six. Give it a Fair six. Enough. Okay, okay. Now then, I know I said I'd give us a rundown on all the scores. I'm looking at my uh, spready, and I've got some scores missing. Ah, oh, jeez. So, man. so we can either pause uh, while I listen to the segments on the previous shows, well, and you can edit that missing? out, or we can do the scores at the start of next week's episode. But you pride yourself on spreadsheets, so what's missing? Well, 
So I can tell you right now, I'll give you the breakdown then. Um, episode one, Chief had a Coke mixer spicy. Yeah. No score for that. What? Um, then week two, Chief had a Fentiman's no. cherry. I gave that eight. Uh, on week three, Ben had a Pepsi Max cherry. He gave a seven. And yeah, but I want to know what the top three are. And Chief, well, I don't know because some of the scores are missing. That's what I'm saying. Okay, listeners. Okay, we've been harsh on Chief. And then, We're gonna let's let him just get his shit together. Yeah. Come back to us in a couple of weeks with a really nice like. This is Ben's top three. This is my top three. Okay. We'll have a chat. Uh, maybe we'll do it before the sours. <laughs> yeah. So okay. seven scores missing. Yeah, I mean that's outrageous. And I've got about, That's... I think I've got 15 scores logged and seven missing. Well, mate, you've got some podcasts to listen oh, to next I week. I thought, I, basically, <laughs> I saw this spreadsheet in my um, in my uh, cloud drive and I thought, ah, oh, there's the spreadsheet. That's fine. It's all, I didn't bother checking if it was up to date. No, always check yeah, yeah. if your spreadsheet apologies, is up to date. Apologies, everyone. So I've enjoyed um, Cola Chaos. Yes. And I hope that Sour Chaos. <laughs> Well, come is, uh, maybe something better than that. Yeah, is <laughs> going to be just as much. Are you fun. are you now, joining me on the sour extravaganza or not? Yeah, I want to. I'm bloody co-host. I want to join. Right, yeah, yeah, fair, fair, fair. I want to join. Um, Chief, I I've been watching some movies. Have you been watching some movies? We do letterbox. Let's do it. Let's go into letterbox. Started off with I've got Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Gave that five stars. Probably one of my favourite films in the last ten years. Okay. I'll just list them out and then I'll go back. All right, yeah, sure. Uh, then I did Jojo Rabbit, three stars. Then I did uh, Brexit, Uncivil War, which is... Uh, well, I think it started off being like a Channel 4 film, but it's okay. on Netflix now. Right. Two and a half stars. Yep. Then I did Under Siege because uh, you watched that and you said it was really good. Yep. Gave that three stars. Then I did uh, Beastie Boys Story... Uh, which is an exclusive on Apple TV. Okay. Uh, Spike Jones, absolutely amazing. Really? Oh my god. Okay. So good. Just really interestingly done. Then I did some Wes Anderson. I did the Darjeeling Limited. Yes. And I did the Grand Budapest Hotel because I bought a, I bought a Wes Anderson three pack, for like eight pounds on okay. iTunes. What's the uh, What's the third one? Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Which is a good film. Let's, I just want to talk a little bit about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I take it you haven't seen that. It's got a hell of a runtime. Yeah, I have seen it, yeah. Oh, when did you see it? Um, must have been before we started this podcast. Yeah. Did you see it at the cinema? Uh, I did not see it at the cinema, no. Cool. Well, did you like it? I guess you can't remember because you don't have a memory. Uh, correct. I, no, I did like it, yeah. yeah. But I can't tell yeah. you. I wouldn't be able to star it right now. Uh, also, I want to talk a little bit about Jojo Rabbit and do you know anything about that film? No. Directed by Taika Waititi, who is a really talented, cool New Zealand guy. He's a Kiwi. He did. He, he did um, Thor, did he? He did uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, and um, he did the vamp, that vampire film. Uh, what is it? What what's, uh, what lurks behind the shadows? Okay. Um, and he's done something he, else as well. Yeah, he did a few. Uh, an episode of The Mandalorian. Okay. He's, he's he's pretty cool. So it's about a, a kind of Hitler youth kid that has an imaginary friend that is Hitler. It's kind of played for laughs initially, but then gets quite sort of serious. It's quite funny. I'm interested to see what you think of it. So if you can watch it, give it a go. I think quite I have seen of. one of his movies. I'm just looking now. Eagle and the Shark. Yes. 
Yeah, which is the flight of the Concords dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I might. I'm Jojo Rowe. I might check it out then. Yeah, and then because uh, I know you're a fan of Wes Anderson, just shooting from your hip, yep. your good hip. Yes. What is your favourite of his? He hasn't actually done that many. Um, but what would be your go-to Wes? Is it as simple as just saying uh, Life Aquatic or? I would would have previously said Life Aquatic, but I'm tempted to say Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, I was always always used to lean to the Royal Tenenbaums. But, well, you say um, he's not done many. He's directed 18 movies. Are you sure, Chief? I'm looking on Letterboxd now. He says director of 18 movies. I know, but so many of them would be... I mean, he's done Bottle Rocket, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic, Moonrise Kingdom, yep. Darjeeling Limited. Yep. I can only think of like eight motion pictures. Uh, Rushmore. Rushmore was like the uh, first one, yeah? Yeah. Um, I don't feel like he's done too many. He's got a new one coming out. Isle of Dogs. Cool. Yeah, so Emma really likes that. Um, I bought that recently. Hotel Chevalier, what's that? That's a oh, short that is connected right, to okay. the Jar- Darjeeling Limited. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably say Grand Budapest was my favourite, I think. I think I've seen yeah. all of those. I haven't seen Bottle Rocket, possibly. That's my list, and I'm in quite a film kind of mood at the moment I, I feel like this is going to keep going i've got i've got some things i want to watch yep so yeah okay so that puts I don't, you I don't on know what that leaves that me that leaves on. you on 104 oh wow oh okay i've made a little bit of ground because i was so far behind you and you had that insanity week yeah. or 14 days you went crazy yeah, and then scale electrics happened then scale electrics happened yeah exactly and i did four <laughs> movies in this last two weeks Started off with Scarface. Oh God, yeah, you gave it two and a half stars. I mean, I haven't seen it for a while. That felt a bit low. I've never seen, me. never seen it before. So it's first time. Oh, okay. So yeah, and so what your sort of thing? Um, long, and I couldn't determine. I said this to um, SJub Seven on the Talking Joe show. I couldn't determine whether Pacino was doing a caricature Cuban performance with horrific overacting or whether he's actually good i think he's good right. that's just my take okay i um, i, I kind of went with the view of eccentric I, for sure yeah i kind of went with the view that it was a good <laughs> good performance by him uh but i do like the aesthetics in that film though the club the dancing yeah just the, it's it's got something it's actually written by a very young oliver stone I right think. yeah 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 uh, and then, what is it, De Palma is the director. Yeah, that's right. I just kind of kept thinking of what else have I watched recently that's kind of in this vein, and I was kind of comparing it to Casino, just on the basis of it's kind of a sprawling, yes. epicish, long it- kind of movie, Which and I gave that two and a half stars, and so I thought, you know, this is probably along the same vein for me, so I'll give it two and a half as well. Yeah, I think it also, not that this affects the quality of the film, but it it did suffer from like a whole generation of like uni students just sort of being obsessed with it and being on everyone's wall and yeah. it did get rediscovered that film and sort of re-enter pop culture and it yeah it might have got it's, a bit rinsed what what surprised me is it's 1983, and I didn't know what year yeah. it was. And if you told me, if you asked me what year is Scarface, I'd have said... You'd have said 89. No, I'd have said like 79 or 80. Okay, I misjudged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got that wrong. It just looked, it just had the look of of a, of a very, very early 80s or late 70s movie in terms of it didn't look polished, but... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Then I watched The Fabulous Baker Boys, 
which I gave four stars. I don't. I think I saw that and I had to research it. I was like, whoa, don't know anything about that. I would say outside of Big Lebowski, it's probably my favourite Jeff Bridges role. Okay. Uh, what year, when, when did it come out? I just 19, I do that film. 19, I've never even heard of it. 1989. Okay, it's an 80s film. Yeah. yeah. And I think what, what I did about? I think what I did was uh, it's Michelle Pfeiffer connection because she's in Scarface. And oh, Michelle Pfeiffer, I used to love her. Yeah. I want to watch Tequila Sunrise now. Oh, yeah, good one. I'm, I'll watch that as well. Um, Kurt Russell. Oh. Yeah, let's talk about it next 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 episode. Should we do Tequila Sunrise? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Done, in the we're bank. We're going to do a new segment. V- uh, we're going to call it uh, VHS Rewind. Let's do Tequila Sunrise, Chief. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Kurt Russell slicked back. Yeah. Can't remember it at all. Can't remember anything about it other than it's Gibbo, Kurt Gibson, Russell, and Gibbo. That's it. I remember renting that from the post office with my mum and I was young, but I, I definitely knew that I liked Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, so okay. yeah, that's basi- basically, uh, it's Jeff Bridges and Bo Bridges, his brother. They play pianists, kind of club pianists, you know. In, okay, in the, what, like lounge? Like lounge lizards, yeah, kind of lounge, yeah, lounge okay. pianists. And, this is good so far. And they want to freshen up their act. And so they think, okay, cool, let's get a singer in. And Michelle Pfeiffer happens to be the singer they get in, and then right. her and Jeff Bridges have end up having a bit of a thing. But he's a bit of a hound dog. He's like you know, one night stand kind of guy, and it just kind of ends up breaking the the unit apart. And it okay. it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just kind of a bit of a character study with kind hangout of hangout film, just a hangout movie with kind of mellowed out performances. I don't know. I, I really don't know. How was it received? I I'm just um. Do, do people like it? Is it popular? Good question. I don't know. Let me just see what Letterboxd because says it's, I, as its <clears> average rating. Not that I know every film ever made, no. but it's three, funny that it's an 80s film 3. that you love. 3.4 is the average on Letterboxd. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. What do you say? Funny okay. that it's an 80s movie that I like? No, funny that it's an, it's, it's an 80s film that I don't really know. Oh, that really, you don't you know, know. Right, okay. That you like, that I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so, but it wouldn't do have, you know that you already liked it? Yeah, I've, I've probably watched this, I don't know, 10, 15 times in my life. Wow. I watched it a lot. Watched it, And I have okay. no idea how this kind of came to me in the first instance because, you know, at the age of four, I wouldn't have watched it in <laughs> 1989 as a 14-year-old because I'd have been watching Arnie movies and Sly movies. But Damn straight. I discovered it a bit later. But again, I I don't know. Anyway, it's there. There it is. Then I watched Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, Red Five. Can you see Red Six? Jeez, three stars. He's done it. Okay, three stars. Talk me through it, Chief. I I decided to watch the the sequel trilogy, and yeah. I'm not looking forward to Last Jedi. But oh, Chief, honestly, I don't do it. You're saying don't do it. It's too soon. It'll just make me angry. And I, and... Yeah, I know it's been three years, but still, still too soon. I've seen it. I saw it twice. I saw it at the cinema, and I've seen it once when it came out on home release. I so I saw it twice. Also, I saw it at the cinema, and then I saw it the next day at the cinema. (laughs) Unlucky twice. Yeah, it was bad, and I have not seen it since. Okay, Um, but I'm going to do it. But this first one, I thought was it's kind of an inoffensive, you know, three star movie. It's not doing anything wrong, uh, other than it. It actually made me angry more at yeah because maybe because of the the way that han solo was dispatched now okay fine <laughs> it makes for good uh, i don't say good storytelling but it makes for a good talking point that 
Kylo Ren, his son, kills him. It's like an oh my god moment. But on reflection, that makes Kylo Ren probably the most evil person in the galaxy. So any form oh, yeah. of redemption that he gets in episode nine is completely unwarranted. And I said to you at the time of this movie coming out, there's only one satisfying conclusion for this whole saga, and that is Chewie killing Kylo Ren. And you just laughed at me and said, you idiot, that is, of course, never, ever going to happen. And, of course, no. I, deep down I knew it wasn't going to happen. But for me, that was the only satisfying way the whole saga could end. Um, I was fully on board with this film when it came out, and that's mainly because episode eight and nine hadn't been made yet. Yeah. So there was just this... It, it was still full of possibilities. And I thought, that's... I was like, that's not bad. They're, they're onto something. The characters are good. And now I think... I used to watch Force Awakens loads. I could quite easily watch it again and again and again. But now yeah. I don't have any interest because I don't know if I can look at it in a vacuum. I just... There's too much other stuff going on that I know about that has tainted that film. Yeah, fair, um, fair. And it's a shame because... Oh, man, I was so hyped. I, I loved all the trailers. Um, there's there's one... I don't like the Rathtar scene. And I think if you're going to reintroduce Han Solo, I just... I feel, is that really the best thing you could have had him doing? I don't mind like, that, I like, actually. I don't mind that. No, I like the... I like the shot of him coming into the Falcon. And I like some of the dialogue he has, but visually, you've put him in a... A very heavy CG type scene. Yeah. I just like uh... no. I don't. I don't really mind that. And like you said, when he comes into the Falcon, and that it's bit, great. that bit when is it Ray who says you knew or Finn? I can't remember who it is. Says you knew Luke Skywalker, and he kind of pauses, and the soundtrack oh, yeah. changes, and he kind of says, "Yeah, I knew Luke." And that that's goosebumps. Even when I watched it the other day, that gave me goosebumps, and that actually made me more angry again. Other than exactly the two the two biggest you know points were. Han Solo being killed by his son. I know he, the character was probably likely going to die. Although, actually, having said that, I didn't, I didn't actually assume that he was going to die in the trilogy at all. I thought he might just fade away into the background. But hmm. the other thing, apart from him being killed by his son, which shouldn't have happened, is we were completely robbed of having a Luke Han scene, which you had to have at some point. Well, I would extend that. I think you need the big three. And I think... I think they they definitely spooned the legacy characters. Now, obviously, Carrie Fisher passed away, so that's kind of out of your hands. But I, I feel like they should have had the big three doing something together. Don't you? Yeah. I mean, I know that it's fan service and it's possibly braver not to do that, but that's what I wanted anyway. It's not really about what I want, I guess. I just it's, I liken it a little bit to the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in the way that when you see Ford, you're like, yeah, he looks like Indy. That's great. Yep. But unfortunately, you wrapped him in this, you know, shit show. And it's a bit like that with Han. It's like, yeah, that is Han Solo. He's acting like Han. He's not phoning it in. Yeah. Now, I've seen Kingdom of the Crystal Skull twice, once again on cinema and once again on home release. Same. Um, if it, do I want to watch it again? Because I can't remember if I remember not particularly liking it, but I don't remember having the same ill feelings towards it as I did for Last Jedi. Is it still worth watching occasionally or not at all? 
Chief, I can't answer that because I've seen it the same as you. So we'd have to find out together. Okay. <laughs> I think for some reason, I think that it's definitely got scenes where, yeah, it's like what you're saying. It winds you up because it's like, oh, wow, some of that like 1950s stuff they do, it looks gorgeous. And it's like, oh, my God, there he is. And it's like, ah, and now you've got, uh, what's his name, swinging on vines yeah. doing Tarzan. The buff. And some horrendous like CGI scenes and aliens and stuff. Yeah. And, uh... Anyway, let's move on. Uh, the next movie I watched was The Lost Boys, which I've just ranked. I gave it three and a half stars. Oh, that's too low for me, Chief. Okay. But then I, I, again, it's a bit like Point Break. I thought we watched this a lot together and we were just, used to love it yeah we did and i think i would have probably given this three and a half stars is a really good review for for me but i think i would have given this five stars as a kid or a a young adult definitely and i think i haven't watched this in a long time there was just too many bits that anything with the frog brothers in is obviously genius you know when he goes into the comic book to start with and he's talking about you can't put superman 94 with action whatever he hasn't discovered red kryptonite yet yeah, it's great. Whatever it is. But um, those boys are cool, and anything with them is is top-notch. I quite liked, and I didn't know if I would, the bit with Michael turning into a vampire. I actually mm-hmm. quite like that bit. It's the introduction of, of the female love interest, which I think took it down maybe a mark. Star. Yeah, just wasn't feeling that at all, and I think it was... I can see why they put it in there. Keith is great, though. Man. Oh, he's fantastic. You know, that could be career best. Yeah, you're right. It could be him. That and Doc. Yeah. I mean, yeah. very similar time. I guess those two those films were coming out. And um, so you, you know, okay. it, it, obviously, I knew the twist, but watching it again, it's they cover it up really well. The fact that the head vampire isn't Kiefer Sutherland's character. Yeah, it's the dude running the VHS it's store. Max running the VHS store, and they they, they cover that up well. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, when he turns, oh, that used to give me such bad nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shudder, um, Chief. Um, burn rubber does not mean warp speed. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what that means. No, but we used to say it a lot. Oh my god, we did. When they're gearing up and they're going into the church and they're filling up this super soaker thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the Frog Brothers are incredible. What does he say to him when he's like, he's like, where are you from? Krypton? <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix, actually. Yeah. They, Lucky me, I moved here. They look so young, those yeah. guys, don't they? It's crazy. Oh, they are super young. Yeah, I, that, I don't know if you know about all of the kind of sequels that that film spawned at a much later date. I looked, actually. Like, There's in, a couple, the, isn't the there? Lost Tribe. And I think Feldman even did one about, you know, uh, 10 years ago or something. That's what I'm saying. They all happened in the sort of mid two thousands, I think. Ooh, I've not yeah, seen. You've seen them or not? Yeah, I think the first one. They're not. They're not so good, man. No, no, not so good. But um, okay. Does that round you out? What are you up uh, to? One zero seven. So I've got a three movie lead. Are you sure you're not on one zero eight now? After logging that, you could be right. I think you are. I think you are. One zero eight. Yes, you're right. You're right. One zero eight. I've got four movie lead, but I fear when the listeners tune back in in two weeks' time that you may well have overtaken me. Well, yeah, but Chief, can you? Are we on target? Stay on target. Yeah, we need to be by the end of June. We need to be on a hundred. 
Oh, we needed to be. Yeah. We need. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, so unless well we so, unless we somehow don't watch any and some of these get retracted from our lists, we're okay. <clears throat> Just looking forward, looking into the crystal ball. What will we do when we hit two hundred, or what will we do next year? Will we be still competitively watching films? It's a good or question. Nothing? I think the. I don't think anything is necessarily going to happen when we hit 200 otherwise unless we have a mini party but the bigger question (laughs) the bigger question like you say if we're allowed to meet up that is the bigger question is like you said 2021 what what does that hold in store for our movie watching habits well i think we'll always do letterboxd and look at what we've watched yeah that week we, oh yeah, definitely that's that's this is the show segment will still run but do we need to set a new target or a new goal for 2021 i don't know probably i guess yeah. yeah so let's see yeah so we do 200 and then what see if we could do 300 ouch all oh, right you you're saying a mid-season mid-season um oh what 300 next year or you're saying yeah for for 2021 okay, okay. all right yeah maybe maybe that's, that's a lot is that too much well, it depends how big my scale extracts track is by then for, yeah. yeah jeez it's gonna be big yeah I've got floor. I've got a lot of floor space still available, but the problem is, if I fill that up, then it's very difficult to tiptoe around the loft without stepping on track. I don't have a lot of floor space. Um, It's we've got a very uh, what's the word like low pitch on our roof, as in it almost feels like the upstairs of our house is almost in the loft already. So by the time you get into the loft, it's like you know. And have you got a lot of stuff? in the loft in storage no because you know we came down from a tiny house in london to to a big house down here so no it's just scalextric it's it's um you know where you would have eaves or something isn't really usable so you've got like this thin strip down the middle but it looks like you've done a really good use of space but you said did you use a app for that no i saw because that would be quite hard linking all that. I saw up, a particular layout that was about. Oh God, hu- we're talking about again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I saw. I thought that's what you meant. Yeah, that's great. I am. Of know, um, I saw it. a particular layout that was about half the size of the track I've got here, and I thought I'll make that, and then oh, inspo, and okay. then so I made that layout, and then when all the extra track came, I literally just started plugging in track and cool. to see where it went and hope hoping that it would jo- yeah. join up at the end and it did and yeah was there any sort of i mean back in the day i remember me and gav yeah. like i did force one piece really warping it like it's gonna do it it's gonna do it yeah, <laughs> yeah. So i've got there's there's a couple get... of sections that aren't exactly sitting flush locked together they're tight right. like one millimeter pulled apart on the corner yeah do you remember how thin you could get such thin pieces of straight just to help you, you know? Oh yeah, so, you, so now you can get you can get I think there's the straight, actually there's a, there's a like with, 3 inch. You can get the extra inch. long straight, the straight, the half, the quarter and the short. Oh, that short was yeah, very that's, That can be yeah, key. Handy. That can be key to get you out of a tight spot. Oh, hang on. Yes. Last time we babbled on about the prequels so much. We didn't even get a chance to hear from the kids, so let's let's make up for that right now. Yeah, let's hear. Hello. What is your favourite sandwich? Hmm. I like the ham sandwiches from Pratt. Ham? 
maybe maybe also a bacon sandwich yeah a bacon bat um peanut butter sandwich with no crust thank you wow there we go wow yeah scout is i think he's almost talking <laughs> okay early starter seriously he's advanced he's advanced yeah yeah he's um three months now how's he doing um Oh man, he's chunked up. It's such a great phase. I prefer this when they're uh, like newborns. I'm too worried about them. They're too they're too random. Yeah. But now he's just robust. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right then, Chief. Uh, before we close out the show, last show we mentioned we might be setting up a Patreon account, and I believe we've only gone and done it. We have gone and done it, and lo and behold, we have some fantastic people we want to shout them out taking a pause for the cause heroes and let's just preface this by saying listen our primary goal is we want to put out content that people listen to and enjoy that is it if that's job the one line and people five people put their hands up and say we enjoy what you're doing then that warms the cockles and you know gives us the feels second thing we want people to do is if you are enjoying it tell your buddies tell your family tell your dog get everyone you can mm. listening you know go on to K-9. itunes Go on to iTunes, give us a review, give us five stars, tell us Hacker Reported. You know, that, that funky iTunes algorithm bumps up the charts, you know, we might get noticed a bit more. And I think that works for Stitcher as well. The other pod catchers, I don't think, have a rating reviews, you know, a chart yeah. with reviews, whatever. But anyway, moving on. Um, then, that's what we really want. But if, you you know, you've, you've got a few bucks extra spare and you want to chuck it our way, then, like Ben said... You are the heroes. You are the legends. You you keep the lights on. You keep the show going because it's not free. We've got to pay $30 a month for our podcasting platform host. So, you know, every little helps. And there's a couple of tiers up there. There's a tip your hat thank you tier. But there's also a bonus content tier where we will be dishing out extra content for you. And we do want to give a shout out to five people. And that is Sam, Matt, Peter, Phil, Joel. They're the first five, the famous five. Yes, yes, yes. The and first uh, five patrons. Thank you for them, and they are doing the Lord's work and helping us out here, so thanks to that. And, you know, it's easy. If you want to be like those five heroes, those legends that we just mentioned, you can do it. You can go to patreon.com slash theoutertimers, and you'll find all the information there, a little bit of about us, what our goals are, and the tiers available. So, yes. Yeah. Um, now, also, <clears throat> when you support us on Patreon, you get access to the Discord server which is a really cool app that we're all on and there's some good bants that started on on in that app already chief i think that's a big part of it and also if you subscribe to the five dollar tier you're going to get nostalgia nights which is a monthly exclusive show and it's kind of a i don't know like a lounge atmosphere put your slippers on pour yourself a nice slow gin and you know every month is going to be different like one month we could just be talking about a specific topic that maybe you guys have brought up in the Discord server that we could do, or we might do a film commentary. We want you to be a part of that show, so... Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like you said, get on that Discord server. We'll we'll float some ideas, get the feels from what people want, and like like Ben said, it's a it's a group effort here. It's, you know, get on that Out of Timers fan club, if you will, and uh, join yeah. the party, yeah. yeah. And also, cool. we might even get some special guests on. You, you're not just going to get that Nostalgia Nights once a month bonus content we're going to try if we can to chuck even more stuff your way so stay tuned for that do you want to close this out what's um yeah. where can the people find us? Uh, people can find us in the usual places that's the outer timers 
on Twitter and Instagram. We've also got an The Outer Timers Facebook page now as well, posting up some stuff on there. And, yeah, what about yourself? Where can the good folks find you? Uh, ben Flying Retro, trying to make content on Instagram again. Takes me a while. Yeah, I actually thought I might do a little video, a little IGTV about some of the books that inspired me to get into uh, nostalgia, so look out for that. All right, good stuff, good stuff. You can find me on Chiefy Two Shoes, that's Chief with a Y, number two shoes in most of the places that people do social media stuff. And I guess we will see everyone in in two weeks, I guess, Chief. That's right, we've been the Outer Timers. And we are out of time. Laters. Laters.